Big weekend, everybody. K-State women tomorrow, K-State men tomorrow. Football, Saturday, Baylor. Trying to get that destiny control back. Turn it up, Manhattan. You know, what it's Bramlage calls Sam, this might be second fiddle to Sandstorm. Yeah, I mean, Sandstorm's the goat. You know, it is the goat of all goats. But this one's good. And they, K-State's got like this remix of it. Yeah. Where it doesn't, it takes a little bit to kick into the chorus. Like it's good for a media timeout. Mm-hmm. If you're going into it with just like a 30 second timeout, it doesn't really get kicked in. Right. But if you got a couple of minutes, it really gets going. Yeah. It was a good substitute while we didn't have, you know, Sandstorm barely played over, what, five years or so. Right. In case you didn't know, she's still making music, by the way. This and Evacuate the Dance Floor. <laughs> Those are also the only... Well, okay, there's like one other one that I know, and I am drawing a blank right now. So I know like three by her. And it's the This one, that one, Evacuate the Dance Floor... And I don't remember the other one. All the way to Berkeley. fellas are sitting around listening to this all of them football team basketball team yeah. they better be and the, and the gals yeah. too they better be getting better fired be. up getting ready to roll god are we ready for our next guest yeah uh gotta be careful this become the new uh end of the week hour two song i'm a-okay with that i'm a big steve okay with cascada I mean, it was it was election night, 2022, Tuesday here at News Radio oh, KMAN, yeah. and he's listening to some real screamo stuff. <laughs> oh, really? A lot of metal, and I, I, it was heavy. I told heavy. Troy and Brandon. I didn't even know Mitch was here initially until he came and talked to me about it. But like, I was sitting in my office. I told Brandon already knew what to expect because Brandon's been, we've been through election coverage a bunch. Troy didn't, so I clued him in. I'm like, hey, just FYI, keep both doors shut. I blast my music because I'm staring at a spreadsheet for three to four hours. That's not the most fun thing to do. So, you know. 
Turn on some metal. It, it, it was music I didn't have a problem with, but it just wasn't this. No. What we just heard in him. <laughs> it was a lot of like, him oh. putting it over. Yeah, him like, putting it over. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. The all right. Just up and he got goes, it. Hold on. Funniest thing happened Tuesday. He walks up and he goes, you know, this is probably the only place in the entire nation right now where somebody's playing this music while researching election coverage. I bet that. 100%. <laughs> I bet the house on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next hey, thing man, we're going to know is. Metal, all right. Next thing yeah. we're going to know is we're going to be playing Strawberry Wine, and Big Steve's like, oh, yeah, that was our first dance song. It was <laughs> not. Sorry, Tell probably Keith Urban. No. What was it? I'm curious. Uh, all of Me by John Legend. Lennon? Hmm. Legend. I don't Legend. Legend. There's Legend, a difference. Yeah. Lennon is the Beatles guy. Legend is the but, other guy. Same, yeah. same here. We had trouble picking one. Like, eh. They both play piano. Yeah. They do. All right. Let's get to our next very special guest, Curry Sexton, former K-State wide receiver, now joins us. Curry, you're married, right? What was your first dance song? Uh, that's a good question. We, we, uh, we danced <laughs> On the spot. to a, a Brett Eldridge song. I think it uh, what's it called? Now my mind went blank, but it was a Brett Eldridge song. It was kind of a song that was out when we first started dating, and, and we had a really hard time picking a dance song. So we, uh, one of our friends told us that should be our first dance song, so we just went with it. Now, do you personally have a song you'll hear at the Bill or Bramlage, like, you know, with the students that, would just, that gets you pumped up more than anything? Yeah. I, I mean, that song you were just playing gets me amped. Um, I, at one point when I was probably like 14 or 15 years old, that was my alarm. Um, I knew that if that song came on, I had no choice but to wake up and, and, and wake up in a good mood. Um, the, the Joker and the Feast that they, that they blare before kickoff is just, it's just great. Love that. Um, obviously love Sandstorm. And then, uh, one, one that, uh, one that gets me going is, is, uh, Rihanna. We found love in a hopeless place. That that okay. the beat of that song is really. I mean that that is that's a song I can listen to and just just get me in a good mood. Yeah, Rihanna's all right. She's got some. She got some catchy tunes, right, Deej? Yeah. Listen, we found love is just it's a Calvin Harris Calvin Harris beat, so it's really up tempo. Just it's it's like that song you just you know like the Cascada song you just had playing. It's just. It's a kind of a you know just a song that really gets you. I you know, I I just have I just have to say, Curry, you're on retainer now for me. You, I you you are now my my attorney. That was the that's the best answer. <laughs> I think we've we've gotten on what pump up song is there? Rihanna, we found love in a hopeless place. You're like oh god, turn it no turn it off because I'm gonna get all fired up in here right now. That's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Do you yeah? You're my lawyer now. <laughs> You hadn't heard this new Luke Bryan song called Country on, oh, have you? You're going to hate it. God. Well, Please like not it. again. Please not again. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Luke Bryan guy. Okay. I, I, think I, saw your, I think I saw your tweet last night oh. saying, I, you know, referencing this song and saying you don't know how country music fans do it. I, I like country music, but, I, but I, I, don't, I don't think Luke Bryan is country music, and I don't like his music. No, I hear what you're saying. I, I concur. You know, give me some uh, John Anderson. Sounds like I'm mentioning a very basic name, uh, but he has a song called, uh, oh gosh, dang it. Um, Are you talking? Uh, tequila something. Uh, te- uh, tequila, tequila makes your clothes fall off. No, uh, no, it's Tequila Night. It, it, yeah. It, 
Yeah, don't ask her about a straight tequila straight night. Straight tequila night. There you go. Curry sexing with the safe. The straight tequila night. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good tune. Good tune. And I think, doesn't John Anderson sing uh, Seminole Wind, too? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah he's a good, he, the the 90s country was a, was a good era. It was. As a matter of fact, I DJ'd a little after Harvest Festival in my little small town of Morganville, hometown of Morganville. And I just played 90s, 80s, 90s country the whole night, and people loved it. They were like, go! Keep it going, baby! I, I, I made one exception and played Tennessee Whiskey. Oh. That was the one exception, and, and everybody was just fine. All right, Curry, I suppose we could talk a little football. Um, cats lose to Texas. Uh, really tough one there because you lose your you know the control of the destiny of the Big 12 standings, of course. Cats can earn it back, but they need some help now. But uh, we talked quarterbacks a lot last week. And it's Adrian Martinez over Will Howard. Adrian healthy again. Um, and, of course, the coaches want to hold on to that red shirt for Will. But your thoughts on Adrian's performance? I think he got a little bit of the blame for the loss, but I thought he played pretty well despite some big mistakes, but uh, still put up some good numbers. Yeah, I was impressed. I mean, I think he, you know, for the most part, he he looked really good. I think it was probably his best throwing performance or one of his you know, best two or three throwing performances. Um, obviously throwing for 300 plus is, is, you know, is, is pretty big. I, you know, I thought he played well enough to win us the game. Obviously we got, we dug ourselves a pretty big hole and, and tried our best to get out of it, but it was just, you know, too little, too late. I, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy about this idea of saving a red shirt. Um, I, I mean, you know, I think obviously Will is, is the future. And, and so getting another year out of him may be something that, that really, uh, you know, that, that, that works to our benefit, but, K-State, K-State football hasn't had the opportunity to compete for a lot of Big 12 championships. I mean, we have two in our history. We've competed for a few others. And so, you know, with, with the number of, of, of upperclassmen, the number of seniors we have on this team, and the number of people who may enter the draft early, the Deuces, the Felixes, the Cooper BBs, it just seems like – it just seems like – this year was is worth or was worth going all in for, um, and, and obviously I think you know that you're you know some people are some people would say even if Will is available I want Adrian I guess I may be I may still be on the other side of things, um, and so I think to the extent that's why we're keeping him out I just don't think that's a very good one because that basically says ah eh, we'll give up the Big Twelve championship this year and just hope next year goes good well we're going to lose a whole heck of a lot from from this year's football team. And I don't know that saving a year on on your on your you know on arguably your best quarterback does you a whole lot of good. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's just my perspective. But yes, Adrian played well. Into the first half, pick was an absolute you know that was that was just a, a really really bad throw and decision. And obviously, I'm sure Adrian would like to have that one back. That you know that puts us down in that 21 point hole. If we're, if we're down 14, that's just a that's not as insurmountable. And then. Last drive, I don't know that I necessarily put the blame on him, but but obviously you got to take care of the football when you're driving to try to, to try to tie the game and extend you know extend the game. Um, I was I was of the impression that that you know you get that first down, your guys are gassed, you haven't you know you've been going pretty quick, get up there, spike the ball, or call a timeout and live to find another down. Get that forty seconds and really and really get get in your best play as opposed to rushing you know, rushing through a play that ultimately ended up being disastrous. So that's my, that's my breakdown of the whole situation. Um, I, I wish we had, I wish we had, had, had maybe utilized time, time a little bit better there at the end. 
totally agree about the clock management and about the the red shirt with Will Howard. I I wasn't the first to make this comment, but I do agree. Um, where I just hope they're not going with Adrian because they want to hold on to the red shirt. I hope they're going with Adrian because it's he's the best choice to go win those football games. They truly feel that he is the best guy to go win those football games. And if not, and they're they're just going with him to save the red shirt, that would I mean that'd break my heart. <laughs> that, that, I, yeah. I, I would not agree I, with that move whatsoever. That that's a way more concise way of putting it. I hope that we're going with Adrian because we feel like he gives us the best chance to win. And if that's not the case, then then that then that disappoints me. Speaking with Curry Sexton, former K State wide receiver, I want to go to the uh, the special teams from Saturday. I'm a, a person who played used to play a little bit of special teams yourself. Is that one area of the game that you don't really ever see a whole lot of wrinkles in game? It's something you kind of have to attack going into the next week. Yeah, absolutely. That I would say that that, that you know film study is is as important for special teams as anything. Um, you know, you you go into you go into a given week knowing what your best returns are going to be or what your what your what returns you're going to call in specific situations you go into it knowing when you may have an opportunity to go block a punt you go into it knowing where you may call a fake punt um and, and to a lesser degree a fake field goal um you, you yeah you go in you go into the week knowing knowing exactly what you're going to do or what your options are in every situation so you know you do have options on the table at any given moment but but it's you know unlike offense and defense there's not a lot of okay this is what we're seeing so now let's do this um you know that, that it goes on but it just can't, because of the preparation that goes into the special teams um it's it's harder to to make you know real in-game adjustments all right, Curry, I don't know if I've, I've ever heard like John when you would talk to him if he's ever asked this question about Baylor 2014, but those might remember that college game day was in Waco for that game, you know, top 25 matchup. Um, and I, I've always just wondered, you know, when it came to, you know, the travel to Waco, you had to wait in the hotel, of course, before leaving for McLean Stadium. That was the first game for K-State at the new McLean Stadium. But do you recall, like, was that road trip handled in any different way because of college game day and all that national coverage, all that extra coverage? Yeah, I got to say, I wasn't on that trip. I uh, I had actually broke my collarbone the week before at TCU, and so I had my collarbone repaired Monday before the Baylor game, and and the effects of, of some of the pain meds were, were really messing with me. So on Tuesday or Wednesday, I told Coach Schneider, I don't think I'm going to feel comfortable enough to fly. And so I don't, you know, he had, he asked me to go along with the team. I said, I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm in a, I don't think I'm in the right, you know, headspace to do that. And then Friday, I went back to him and said, Thursday or Friday, I said, Coach, I'm feeling great. I'd love to go if there's a spot for me. And he just said, Look, we've, you know, we've, we've already got all the spots filled. So I actually ended up watching that game from my parents' house in Abilene. And, and obviously, you know, you can imagine that was just an absolute disaster of an evening and, you know, sitting there so helpless, um, as, 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 you know, a, a, a historic season basically falls apart. Um, so I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't have a lot of information about the specific ins and outs, but I I do know that, that, you know, we were a banged up football team. Um, and, and it was sort of a perfect storm from Baylor's perspective. I think we're. I think we have some confusion. Did I say 2012? Sorry, you said 2012. 2014. Yeah, 20. I'm sorry. I meant 2014. Yeah. 20, yeah, 
2012 was at the old stadium. 2014, no, it was it was a pretty normal it was it was a pretty normal uh, preparation and plan. Um, obviously, you know, the night before the game, you kind of you know we go to the stadium, you see him, you see him setting up for game day. You see, um, I believe it, yeah, you see Chris Fowler walking around out around out on the field, and and you know the game, you know, the game day stuff was pretty much the same. I mean, from our perspective, you don't even really realize that game day is there, especially with a night game. Um, so yeah, that was just, uh, you know, normal game. And just, that was, you know, I think we ran into a better football team that night. Speaking with Curry Sexton. Um, so this has been kind of the big question I've asked this week. I always have that one and it's just basically around, you know, what are your, do you you still feel like K-State, they'll need some help, but do you see Texas at some point for the rest of the season losing a game with still, uh, they'll play TCU They'll play Baylor and they'll play at Kansas. Two home games, one in Lawrence. Uh, does your gut tell you that you feel like, well, Texas probably has the advantage to win out, or, or K State's going to catch a break? No, I think if we win out, I think we end up in Arlington. Uh, I obviously Texas is a good football team, and Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson are just an incredible duo there in the backfield, and Xavier Worthy's an incredible player. But I just don't think. I don't. Quinn Ewers hasn't showed me enough at this stage in his career for me to believe that that he's going. You know that he has the capacity to to beat three good football teams down, or I guess four, including us down the stretch. So would not be surprised if they lose one or multiple of the upcoming three games. I mean, those are three good teams. Um, and and you know, let's not. You know, we can't forget that that you know less than a month ago, this was you know this Texas team should have been beat at home by Iowa State. Um, so I just I I don't think that they're you know we obviously made them look pretty good in the first half the other night but but I don't think this is one of the best two football teams in the Big Twelve and I think if we take care of business we'll be right where we need to be. I'm telling you, if TCU's within 14, let's just put that number out there, 14 in Austin. I mean Texas can blow some some second half leads and they've done it before. They nearly did it in Manhattan this past Saturday. So I'm guessing you're feeling pretty good about the game in in Waco on Saturday. I am. I, I, I think, you know, Baylor has, has historically been a really tough matchup for us. Um, obviously they've had, they've had their way with us for a number of years now. And so, so that, you know, the history causes me some concern just because, you know, you, you, as you see, like, you know, we've, we've struggled with Texas for the last several years, we've struggled with Baylor. And so sometimes you, you may get the sense that there's a little bit of a matchup problem, but I do think that, that, Baylor is a football team that, you know, they lost a lot from last year. They have some really good players. Um, you know, you think about, you know, they're, they're, they got that really good true freshman running back, Blake Sims, some of their other players, you know, the, the, the middle linebacker, who, you know, whose dad was the uh, strength coach at Iowa. They have good players across the board. But I, I think this is a team, you know, this is a team that is right for the taking. I think we, I think we are a better football team, but we just, you know, obviously have to go down there and put together a, a complete game, and I think we'll be successful. All right, Curry, before I let you go, I just want to tell you, I, I got another, like, it, it wasn't completely focused on a court case, but there's this movie called Crazy in Alabama. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but, like, at the end of the movie, there is, you know, there is a, a trial for a murder case, um, and, and the judge is definitely different from other judges. So if you ever get a chance to watch that movie, I'd love to know what you think about those scenes and how right. realistic it is. I mean, we're talking about Alabama back in like the 50s and 60s. 
uh, that that kind of time. So I'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts on that. But Curry, that's what I got for you this week. Really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to talking to you about another victory next week. Sounds good, guys. Talk to you next week. It's Corey Sexton, former K-State Wildcat, here on... Ah, yes. Get your checkbooks out, boys and girls, because you're about to donate money to the house with the picks I'm about to give you. Feeling good. (sighs) Not having a good run. On this show or Power Cat Game Day. Uh, we all went two and five last week, other than one person. He just happens to be right across from me, that DG, who went three and four. Ooh-wee. So here's your standings. Troy still in first place, 32 and 28. He had to bounce, but gave me his picks. The people and Deej are tied at 29 and 31, and I am behind. <sighs> 35. I, I beg your pardon, 25. And 35. Ouch. Need a good bounce back week. Good bounce back week. Come on, baby. All right. Let's make some picks. And I forgot to put these on Twitter. I'll I'll get them on... um, I'm glad I reminded myself. I'll get them on uh, Twitter after the show. Maybe I'll be able to sneak them in 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 between uh, or during the break. All right. Anyway. First game, you know how we start. Cats on the road, so no good for Wildcat. First down pick, so we got six picks in total. Number 19, Cats at Baylor. The Bears are uh, given the nod as the home team at two and a half points. Troy is going with... What is this guy's deal? Going with Baylor. What? He went Baylor. Okay, off the show and also fired and arrested. Uh, I'm going with my heart. Give me the two and a half, taking the Cats, road victory. I broke it down a little bit earlier, what I feel about the keys are. Third and fourth down are going to be crucial, especially with how froggy Mm -hmm. Dave Aranda is with those third and fourth downs. They will go for it on fourth down a lot and all over the field. Um, I do certainly feel that K-State's the better team, and they have a lot more experience than what Baylor has a lot of Baylor experience comes on the on the lines. Their offensive line could be better, and they have been getting a little bit better the last couple of weeks. Now they got one of their best players back from injury. The defensive line, and I'm going to echo what uh, and I, I agreed. I'm going to echo what Ashley Hodge said yesterday, and that is they have underachieved this year. They have not been as good the defensive line for Baylor has than they were the previous year with all the returns they had. Just about the whole two deep for the D-line is back from a year ago. Other than that, they replaced a lot. Give me the Cats. They get the victory. And uh, we'll, we'll get to the b- other big game in the Big 12 here in a little bit. But I actually picked four Big 12 games this week. Yeah, I like It's it. a very interesting slate for the conference. The next one is Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Believe it or not, a team that was ranked in the top 25 last week is an underdog to Iowa State at home. 2.30 on ESPNU. Well, it, you know, big reason is because, you know, the Pokes are, you know, they're they're ruined Ugh. at this point. So they do got a ton of injuries. That is fair, including Spencer Sanders, their starting quarterback, who not going to play uh, most likely. Uh, week to week, it sounds like from Iowa State, but, the, you know, the, or the, from Oklahoma State, but the rumors out there that he did something to his collarbones. So, uh what do you think, Deej? And by the way, um, actually, I think, uh, boy, Troy, Troy picking uh, Oklahoma State. I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm taking Iowa State. They're going to get it done defensively against uh, already 
compromised Oklahoma State team. Those poor guys. We ruined them, didn't we? Yeah, and uh, boy, the Kansas Jayhawks. We Oof. ruined them, and they buried them pretty yeah, much. That was awful. Um, and that got KU bowl eligible. You know, it's weird because Iowa State just got their first conference victory by beating West Virginia, and I think that's now proven West Virginia is the worst team in the conference, and Oof. that's where K-State's going next week. You know, I, I, I will go Iowa State. I still got to give credit to that defense. That defense is still very good. They're good. And, uh, boy, uh, Rand Gall or whatever his name is, the back – excuse me, the backup for, uh, for Oklahoma State, man. He was Oof. a little rattled there in Lawrence last week. All right, next game is the Kansas Jayhawks. They're at Texas Tech. KU trying to improve their stock for their bull bid and trying to get win number seven. Meanwhile, Texas Tech, they've lost four of their last five, most of those games with a backup quarterback, Baron Morton, and I don't know if he's – I don't think he's going to play this weekend. So I think they're going to have Tyler Shuck go. But Texas Tech is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they get that nod because of who the quarterback is. Jalen Daniels is still – iffy for Kansas, but Troy is going to go with Texas Tech. Two and a half, or three and a half point favorite of the Red Raiders at home. Six o'clock ESPN Plus. Am I crazy? Like, am I crazy? I, I think they stink. Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah. Every time I turn it on, they're giving something up, doing something dumb. They got 14 quarterbacks they like to play, and I mean, it just, I think KU's going to go down there and work them over. I mean, give me the points. I'll take the Jayhawks. It pains me to say that, but I just don't think Texas Tech's any good. Texas Tech, outside of the quarterback injuries they've ran into, I mean, to me, they are pretty fickle. Uh, I thought they would have played much better a couple of weeks ago against Baylor, and they sucked. Baylor really pulled away there in the fourth quarter. This is a weird game. It really is. Uh, But you know what? I don't want K to win any more games. <laughs> Give me the Red Raiders to win by six yeah. at home. The big one in the conference, it's going to steal a lot of eyeballs from K-State's game on Saturday because it's at the same time. It's actually 30 minutes later, 6.30 on ABC, is number four TCU at number 18 Texas. Troy likes the Longhorns. Deej likes? Same. I, I'm going to take Texas. by seven points. Yeah, they look like they're on a roll. I mean, they really tried to choke it away last weekend, but... Yeah, they're, they're, I think the TC is finally going to – the ball isn't going to bounce their way for the first time all season long. Texas – giving up seven, though, that's a lot. I don't know. Lot. You know, Steve Sarkeesian, unscripted. I, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they start so well in games. Second half adjustments, it's like, we're just going to coast. Yeah. See where this game goes. I couldn't it's so believe weird. it. Oof. And meanwhile, TCU – they did get started fast against Texas Tech last week. That punt return got them got them oh, started, yeah. and they you know they get, did give up a lead. But TCU has the identity of a second half team, and I tr- I'm telling you, if TCU is in a with it, if they're losing at halftime, and they're down no more than a couple of scores, we're going down to the wire, and I give the nod to TCU plus seven points. I mean, you're taking on an undefeated number nine or number four team in the country. That's a lot. G- give me, I'm taking the points with TCU. Right on. Plus seven. That's a lot of points. All right, two more games left. We go to the SEC in a top 15 matchup. Number nine, Bama is at number 11, Ole Miss, 230 CBS, and Troy likes Bama. I, 12 is a lot against a team like Ole Miss, but. I also think, like, Ole Miss, they just get propped up. 
I, I think Alabama takes care of business by 14. So I'll take Bama on the road. So I'm going to take Ole Miss. I think the, the run Rebels are going to score some points. Lane Kiffin's offense is going to score some points in, in Bama. You know, it could be a high-scoring game. And their defense hasn't been so awesome here lately. So Ole Miss, I think they're going to lose. Hmm. I'd love the upset. I'd love to see Bama lose three games. 12 And points. we're still two games away from the conference championship games, and they are definitely out yeah. of the college football playoff. And then finally... I find this one really interesting. UCF is number 22 in the country. They're at Tulane. Tulane is number 17 in the country. The Green Wave favored by a point and a half. Basically a pick from New Orleans, Louisiana. 230 on ESPN2. Troy likes Tulane. Do they, do they wilt? Under this newfound light of being like 17th in the country, hosting another top 25 team, do they know how to win these games? Who knows? I'm going to take the green wave. I'll give up a point and a half. Yeah, this is a this is a very pivotal game when it comes to the American. UCF with the victory would, I think, put themselves into first place. And as we're getting down to the wire, they're trying to get that home field advantage for the championship game. <laughs> Tulane is 5-0 and in the conference. I think this might lock it up for them if they get the victory over UCF. But Tulane has the better defense. Yeah. And I'm going to go Green Wave as well with you. All right, that's our picks for the week. When we come back, number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything, we'll wrap it up. The game. All right, I suppose when we come back, we'll uh, take a trip out west to Sin City after the break. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight. You let me know everything's alright. From 1974, Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Swede. Hooked on a feeling. One week at number one, they are from Stockholm, Sweden. So there you go. I love the I love the name of the singer. Bjorn Skiffs. That's that, a very that, Sweden name. That is a Swedish name. Very much a Sweden very name. Much. Shaha. Hi, my I name is Bjorn. Uh, I have a number one song. <laughs> I think of uh, Drew Barrymore in Wayne's World 2. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her sweet, her, her, the Swedish character yeah. she plays, the yeah. receptionist. 
Shut oh, that's up. Right. I forgot all about that. That's a, oh my god. The Fjords. <laughs> the Fjords. <laughs> Kierigan. Birgen Kierigan. Birgen Kierigan. Kierigan. Yeah. Birgen Kierigan from Kierigan. <laughs> I didn't know this dude was Swedish, man. Yeah. I mean, the way the band started, this guy was just kind of looking for a band to, uh, to back him up, and they were only together for six years, 73 to 79. There's not a whole lot about them. Five studio albums, two top 40 hits. This is their only number one, um, and it was on their album called Hooked on a Feeling. That was released in 74. Uh, believe it or not, this is a cover song. The first to perform it was B.J. Thomas in 68. Now, his song did not have the ooga chaka ooga ooga. That's the key. Yeah. Oh, oh, hell yeah. I mean, that's where it really vaults it up into there. A number one. Ooga chaka. I mean, talk about firing a 102 fireball on your first pitch. (laughs) I wonder what ooga chaka means in Swedish. Probably something nasty. Well, so here's the deal. Um,. Not trying to skip ahead or anything. Let me go in order here so I don't get mixed up here because you do bring up a point. Um, so, BJ Thomas, what he, he was not known for this his version of this song. I mean, kinda. It was kind of a semi hit for him. No, he was he was known for raindrops can fall and on my head. That's that guy. Oh my god. That, that song actually followed up this. Wow. But. Uh, you know, drug references were big in 68, you know, and this song had plenty of them, but the context is love as the drug. High on believing. Just stay addicted to the girl who can turn me on. It's all pretty innocent, isn't it? Yeah, totally innocent, man. So about the ukachakas. Yeah. So the first use of the chant in the song was not blues... Uh, 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 Blue Suede. I wanted to make sure I got the name right again. Blue Suede. I want to say Blue Suede. That, I thought their name was Blue Suede. Blue Suede. Oh my S- god, dude, my Sweden. life. Yeah. My life is completely turned upside down. God. And round and round. It's literally spelled Sweden without the N. That's nuts, yeah. man. Uh, anyway, so the first use of this song with the Uga Chakas was in 1971 by English singer. Jonathan King and it was uh, he wrote this song it was for Johnny Preston's 1959 hit or yet he was motivated rather see I get it mixed up this is a weird story all right let me try this again so English singer in 71 Jonathan King used Uga Chaka in his version of Hooked on a Feeling he got the influence from the 1959 song called Running Bear by Johnny Preston because it's like Native American chanting is what it is. God, what a roundabout way to make a number one hit, man. Yeah, Blue Swede recorded their own version with the more aggressive chants in it in 74. And uh, they would perform it before actually releasing it. And people are like going wild for it. So like, we need to put this on some vinyl and sell them. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. As a matter of fact, the way this got going is... Um, so Blue Swede recorded their version And there was just a woman in Connecticut That started playing it in a record store 
Well, this led to some local people at the radio station playing it, and then that's where it really got going, word of mouth, and people across the country. It just started spreading like wildfire. Have you heard that? What? That Ooga Chaka song. Ugh. So Blue Sweet is not the first. They were the first out of Sweden to have a number one, but they weren't the last. You know, ABBA was right behind them. As a matter of fact, the week that this song went number one for Blue Sweet, ABBA won the Eurovision Song Contest that just launched them with the wow. song Waterloo. Introduced them to an international audience. And before you know it, ABBA's in the United States just banging out number ones and big hits. Blue Swede's like, God dang it. We're on our way. Why didn't we have girls in our band? <laughs> Should have thought uh, of that. There's also a lot of, uh, you, you might remember this song from pop culture, Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Big scene with this song in it. And also, of course, oh, Chris Pratt. Brought it back, though, really. Yep, Guardians of the Galaxy. Man, this is a banger. I just love that they sat around and they go, hey, you know how that one guy said Ooga Chaka? We're going to come in way hotter and way louder with the Ooga Chakas, and it's going to be a hit, boys. And they did it. Set their mind to it, and they did it. So there you go. It's amazing. You now know where the Ooga Chakas come from. And why? And what? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I, that didn't clear much up, you know, besides well, I, making I just, fun I, of Native Americans. I think it's interesting that Blue Swede was the third group, or third <laughs> artist or band to release that song. <laughs> And they just pumped out. They they knew what was going to catch the listeners. It was the Uga Chakas, not the chorus. Everybody knew they had a hit, but they just didn't know how to do it. Blue Sweet did. All right. I'm going to now turn the floor over to DG, who's got some yeah. Ask Us Anything for us. There it is. What slang word or term is just no longer used? People, they're done with it. Oh, that's a good question. Well, does anybody say bling anymore? No. Especially bling bling. If you go, hey, bling, bling. you yeah. got bling bling. People oh are, my god, what? my dad likes to say it. He's he's 15 years behind on everything. They came out with all the bling bling, you know. Oh, dad, that's cool. That's cool. I would have to say faux shizzle. That one I don't oh, hear no. very much anymore. For like sure. all the all the like basically the language Snoop Dogg invented. <laughs> yeah. I think hey, yeah, some still, of it still exists. Well, he but uh, yeah. I, there is one word I wish would just go away forever. I it just I don't like it at all. Hella, ooh, that's hella cool. Oh, you're just hella mad or hella mad. What about hecka? I love hella. I say I hella a lot. I think extremely trashy. Do you ever use hecka? That's no. hecka cool. Yeah, I'm not religious. I, <laughs> so you'll just bust out the hell. Oh, anyway. I'll go hell all day. I can't no, believe not me. Nobody uses holy shnikes anymore. Nobody says that. My heart just dropped I for a know. second. I thought you were about to swear on the air here. Oh, oh. God, no. No, no, no I'm trying no. to think of... Um, God. I, there, was, there, was, there was one right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Booyah. I remember saying that <laughs> for a while. Uh, booyah. <laughs> booyah in your uh, face. That, I mean, I could go with so many from the 90s. Boom shakalaka. Remember boom shakalaka? That oh, was yeah. off of NBA Jam. Aight. 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 I could keep going. Oh, God. Uh, would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life? Rewind all day long. You know, I love nostalgia. I, I might have to go the rewind button, too, to go back in time a little bit. Just to, you know, maybe... Make one little tweak on something. You ever seen the movie Butterfly Effect? 
You know, one little tweak and it's all different. Yeah, but I'm going pause so I can steal money. I mean, also pause so I can take a nap. I come from a good home and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't really hang out with the sketchiest kids. You don't want to, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nobody blowing up mailboxes. Yeah, and I did not have a crush on my friend's daughter, oh. sister. Man, that movie, dude, is rough. God, that's a rough movie. I think I'm gonna go watch it at home. Uh, <laughs> one more? Sure. What we got time, Big Steve? About Ooh, thirty seconds. Hey, sign. what does what do your parents still buy you? I think we had this recently. Oh damn it, we did. Yeah, but nothing I, because I'm very independent. Well, Ooh. I mean, this last Saturday, my parents bought me lunch with Power. a gift card I bought them. Okay, if, the, if that counts, hey. then my mother-in-law bought us lunch like two weeks ago. If that counts. Oh, Miss Independent over here. All right, guys, we're out the rest of the week. High school football Friday along with KC Women's Basketball, 3 o'clock tomorrow against Wisconsin.